Welcome to I Love Basketball, uh, a podcast on the Silver Screen and Roll Network. I'm your host, Raj Chapalu, and today I'm joined by Cooper Halpern, a uh, senior editor at Silver Screen and Roll, and someone I haven't talked to yet, so I was excited to uh, have on today. Cooper, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk. Yeah, for sure. You were, you know, I was talking to you before the show. You are one of you were one of the drivers of the THT bus. Um, and yeah. I was <laughs> I was simply just looking out the window. I was enjoying the scenery. I was on the bus, but you know, I was just kind of enjoying the scenery of it. You actually, you know, had the full control of the steering wheel. And now we both kind of have to uh transfer cars, which uh you kind of wrote about as well on the site, maybe being Lonnie Walker, um, and trying to transfer to another young player, I guess, uh, on the team. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'll definitely say like I haven't sold my real estate, which I and, and which I frankly only continued to accumulate as people have sold off their own plots. But right. um, you know, I think he could have a good year in Utah this year. Like, I think it's probably going to be a pretty loosey goosey situation there in terms of trying to actually win basketball games, and that seems yeah. to be where he thrives the most. Um, mm-hmm. As so far, so I think he could still be good. You know, I'm not, I'm not throwing chances that uh, out the window just yet. But um, yeah, unfortunate to see him leave the Lakers. But uh, yeah, you know, got to win basketball games when LeBron's on your team, and um, I think Patrick Beverly will help. So I, I think the trade, uh, specifically the trade getting rid of THT, makes sense for them. But it, it was that I was personally bummed because I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. You know, like. Uh... I was I think we were both kind of in the minority of that of like thinking there was still a good player right in THT of someone where we can kind of give the ball to him and he kind of run maybe a second unit offense but they did decide to move him I thought that move kind of signified the end of Russell Westbrook on the Lakers and it did not he's still (laughs) he's still on the team so uh, yeah Taylor got moved and now we're on a new season new team we've had media day we've had practices did anything, I guess, to start before we kind of get into dive into Austin Reeves, who I want to talk to you with anything, anything like uh, stand out to you, I guess, in media day in maybe the first two practices in the scrimmage or or any of the quotes that come out? Anything is- interesting, I guess, come out from these days for you? Yeah, I mean, bef- like just prefacing any comments I make about media day with like they didn't play any basketball games. So, right. like, you know, it doesn't matter. But I will say I was surprised with how. Um, direct Patrick Beverly was like obviously he's that guy but he's never played with LeBron before or anybody that even approaches LeBron's like stature in the league and so I thought maybe he might yield a little bit to to somebody of LeBron's prowess but nah he was doing Pat Bev stuff in in every every soundbite he had a chance to to fire off and honestly I kind of appreciated it so definitely going to be an interesting dynamic to follow uh as the year progresses yeah i mean i think patrick beverly was something that like last year's team really missed right someone who's like every day in your face and uh is going to keep guys accountable in a way that i don't think there was anyone on the roster last year that would do that you know rondo maybe when he started the year 
it's crazy that Rondo was on last year's team. That feels like two years ago when Rondo was a Laker. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, his energy and stuff was missed. I think he talked today about how like his team in the scrimmages was winning um, against Russ, AD, and LeBron. I'm not sure how I feel about those kind of things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Pat- <laughs> maybe a great sign. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe we just need to see more games of it, obviously, Cooper. We need to see more games of the trio uh, to beat uh, Patrick Beverly and whatever our second unit was running with him. Uh, but, yeah, the energy is definitely something we needed, and he's part of, right? We have a full guard rotation, him, Lonnie Walker, Kendrick Nunn, obviously Rush, Russ, Dennis Schroeder, and then that leaves Reeves at the end. And I guess, like, my first question to you in in of all of this is, like, do you believe Reeves can be the three this season? That's what it was sold to us. That was kind of the, uh, that was kind of what was put out there in the in the media that Reeves is looked at as a small forward. Uh, obviously, when you have this many guards at the higher level of talent uh, on your team, then some guards are gonna have to play up. Do you believe Reeves mostly is gonna have to play up this season? I guess, uh, uh to start the season at least. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is probably gonna come down to how good are. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. and JTA. Like, if those guys yeah. are hitting shots and guarding, they're bigger. And so, like, it's probably going to be pretty easy for the Lakers to either slide Reeves up to the two or mm-hmm. go away from – or at least go away from having, like, three true guards on the floor most of the time because, you know, you want size, obviously. I think I saw something about how – the 2020 title team had like six guys that were yeah or they had no guys under six six and now they have six of them or something like that so right um yeah i mean we'll see i i think a, a lot of reasonability to slide up is going to come down to how real is this like weight gain right we hear it every summer about basically every player in the nba yeah. it's like oh he's in the best shape of his life like totally <laughs> You know, and sometimes it's true. Sometimes it actually does make a huge difference. And the guy comes in, you know, looking like a new, like the best version of himself from the last year. And other times he looks exactly the same or worse. So, you know, I don't know. But uh, if if the reports are to be believed that he's gained 10 pounds and he's, uh, you know, more sturdier at the point of attack and isn't going to get bodied by bigger mm-hmm. wings, he is pretty large. Like he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and he has – an equal or larger wingspan. He's a really like, I think he's a really efficient mover through space. Like he's good at holding his ground just by like yeah. using the ground. Well, um, using, you know, using his body. Um, some, something that sort of like Westbrook isn't as good at just for like a point of comparison. Like he can sort of get like moved because um, he has bad balance or the footwork is really good. The balance is really good. And so I think a little bit more strength to play up a lot. And, and then is it is he going to hit shots, right? And that could be a strength thing too. So we'll see. Um, but I, I think he's poised to have a good year. Yeah, regardless I, of what's what's lot he's in. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And he's an important player this season, right? I mean, like you go down the roster, and it's really just him uh, coming back to play. He's one of the few guys that's played with LeBron, AD, uh, and Russ, all three of them. Um, and his quote, he came out I think a few days ago. He said, "Uh, he's up to two hundred and ten pounds." He said he's uh moving a lot better. He you can feel it in uh he can feel it in, in like five on five actions, uh being stronger, being able to absorb contact into people's chest in, instead of trying to figure out how to go around them. That's a direct direct quote from him. And you see that I think you know all the stuff is there. I thought like the 
reputation was kind of hurt when uh Ty Lu and the Clippers, if you remember that game, kind of went at him every single yeah. every single time. And you saw Reggie Jackson kind of skipping to his Lou when he was when he had a yeah, yeah. on him and it hit that tough shot. And the kind of hit that kind of gave a I think the wrong reputation that he's not a good defender. I think he is. It's just the the strength thing and I, you know, to me, I wouldn't want Austin to have to move up a position. I like him at the two, actually. Like, I like him around LeBron and a, LeBron and AD at that level. But again, with the guards that we have, um, but you talked about it. JTA, Troy Brown uh, are all going to have to be important, um, with uh, with so many guards. And I guess people are kind of moving on. Should he start? Do you think that's too like that's too high of expectation? I guess for him to start, like to have our second year guy. Uh, we we just spoke about THT before, uh, for a little bit, how like expectations after that first year, second year really kind of uh, hurt his game. Right. Um, so do you think like it, him starting is, is too many expectations is too high of an expectation or is that something uh, realistic, even with all the uh, kind of higher level guards that are that are on the team? Honestly, I don't really. I think I think it's pretty reasonable to expect him to be one of the five best players on the Lakers this coming season. Yeah. Um which I mean is good and bad, right? I mean, the Lakers don't have five really, really good <laughs> players, so that's kind of a problem. But uh, I do expect him to be, you know, a really positive player this year. Yeah. Um, I think Pat Bev might be the only guy I can think of where I'm like, yeah, he's almost definitely going to be better than Austin Reeves this year. But, I mean, Austin probably has a chance to be better than Pat Bev. So <laughs> I'd probably pretty pretty comfortably slot him in the top four. And, like, mm-hmm. when your team isn't that deep, you're going to need to start the guys who are good. Um <laughs> right. So, yeah, like, I think that's probably what, like, the what position he's playing thing is going to come down to. It's like, is Schroeder slash Westbrook slash mm-hmm. Nunn, are, are those guys better than than JTA and Lonnie? Right. So it's like, and then Austin will just sort of slide up or down depending on which of the other guys are better. But I, I think the big thing for Austin is that he reads the floor so well and so fast which is so right. important for playing off of other primary playmakers, which the Lakers are, I guess if Westbrook is a starter and is on the team, they're going to have two of uh, in their in their starting lineup. So, you know, like the speed at which he reads the floor, he just always knows where the ball is supposed to go. If he can mm-hmm. actually like make shots and be comfortable taking and making them, he's got a really strong chance to be, you know, like a really, really, really high level role player. Um especially if he's, you know, a bit stronger, which is what we were just talking about. I just – I think that – and in comparison to somebody like THT, mm-hmm. I think – like, THT's superpower is all about on-ball stuff, right? So, yeah. it's like, is he going to be able to make the shots that he creates for himself? Is he going to be able to, you know, actually play team defense? Like, I feel like floor reading is one of the, one of the weaker parts of yeah. Talon's game, whereas it's really this – it's really Austin's superpower is he doesn't – he doesn't need to really do that much like physical athleticism type stuff to be really, really effective. Um, even, even if he does have some of that in his bag, like some of the kind of wild rim finishes he had last year, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from a guy his size. But um, yeah, I think, I think he, I mean, we've seen it next to LeBron with Caruso too. Like yeah. he's the kind of guy who, who slots in really cleanly and he's shown the skills to, to be able to do it. So. I'm I'm not too I don't think the I don't think there's a really like low floor for for where he ends up this year. 
Yeah, and I, I guess my only thing with that is like second year guys, um, we see we see them take steps to grow, and sometimes those growth steps aren't always linear, right? Like sometimes it's not like mm. a direct year one, year two kind of jump. And I think just throwing him into the fire with that, um, like he's probably the best guard in terms of all of our other guards are pretty much like specialists or undersized or scoring guards. He's kind of the one where you're not really sure what box to kind of put him in because he has all these kind of skills that we saw last year. I think the last game of the season, right against Denver, we saw him <laughs> kind of put up that that monster line. And I think he has yeah. enough ball. Yeah, and he has like enough ball handling and stuff where like I'm interested to see what like more possessions look like for him. You know, like I'm really interested to see like what if you gave Austin, you know, a bunch of pick and rolls per game? Like what does that look like? Um, and I'm really interested in that. And you talk about his connection with LeBron. He's a connector and like the Caruso comps like are kind of unfair. Caruso was a starter on a title team, like a starter on an NBA finals game that won a championship. I think, you know, that's it's kind of tough expectations um, for him. But I mean, he was one of the few guys that like you saw right away that he fits. Um, his reads are pretty much they're they're quick and they're correct. You know, those are things that are super rare uh, for a rookie. So I'm, I'm hoping he has like a big year. And I was looking, you know, at his numbers. It's crazy because I thought they played more, but uh, LeBron, AD, and Reeves um, only played uh, 75 minutes together, which, uh, wow. which is, and it was in 13. That's crazy. Games. So it was in 13 games, Cooper, which feels extremely low considering, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, um, and it was That's definitely. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so obviously AD and LeBron both didn't play much after the, I believe, like the 20th game or something like that. Um, they didn't really play much together, but still, yeah, I thought that was extremely low. Um, and, but, uh, I mean, it, it was what, like, a, it's not much to take the numbers from there, but, uh, LeBron Russ and Reeves actually played, uh, 36 games and they played 400 minutes together. And that was actually one of our few like positive net rating lineups. It was only like a plus 1.7, but still a positive with Russ yeah. LeBron. I mean, it's something to kind of take, you'd hope lineups with LeBron are a little bit more positive. Uh, but yeah, he's a connector, enough ball handling where I think, you know, uh, he could start. It's just like, can he get lost in this rotation is what I'm a little bit worried about. It's just with with Walker, with Nunn, all guys who, you know, they believe they came here. Nunn came here last year as the prize, you know, free agent, uh, our, our mid-level exception. And then uh, obviously Lonnie Walker this year. There's just not a lot of possessions to go around, uh, you know. So do you think he can kind of get lost, I guess, in that? In that heavy guard, obviously Patrick Beverly's coming over. He's expecting to play a bunch of minutes. Dennis Schroeder, who's not even in the country yet, but uh, who's uh, <laughs> who's expected to get a lot of time as well. It's just not a lot of time and possessions available. And you talk about JTA and Troy Brown. We're so low on wings um, that we have to play some guys that are over six five. It's just you think Austin kind of get lost in that, or you think you know he'll I guess separate himself enough to where. Um, or I guess Darvin Ham and them are kind of forced to kind of put him over those guards. Yeah, well, you you talked about how, like, you kind of want to see him do more on-ball. Yeah. Uh, maybe pick-and-roll read type situations, and I'm with mm -hmm. you. I also want to see that. I thought he looked really good um, in the limited opportunities. He got to do that at the end of the season, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think that that, like, his ability to run a pick-and-roll – is critical to his, you know, on-court utility. I still think he can be a really good player, even For if sure. he's like a terrible pick-and-roll operator because yeah. he's good at other stuff, you know? And that's, mm -hmm. kind of the, that's kind of the distinction I was trying to make between him and Talon is like, if Talon's just posted in the corner, 
Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a good player offensively. He yeah. needs to be picking apart a defense and creating rim pressure, which he's really good at. But that's mm-hmm. like, that's what he's supposed to be doing. And if he's not, he's, there's not really a point for him to be on the floor. Whereas yeah. Austin has proven he can, you know, make himself useful by setting that screen or, or like the ghost screens that, that Monk was so good at last year, yeah. getting a pass on the short roll, hitting the open guy in the corner, then, you know, setting a flare screen for another teammate. Like there's <laughs> right. lots of little ways that he can go and impact his team without necessarily needing to do that. And so I don't, I don't think he'll get lost in the rotation if, if Ham has a good handle on it. Right. Because I just, see, I just saw him do too many things last year like that, mm-hmm. that like, like screen set doesn't slump. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they say sure. this about, about defense in baseball. Like, like defense doesn't slump, you know? But like yeah. it's not like he's going to have a bad shooting night. In terms of like the the corollary, like setting screens or or picking up his man or making the right read, like that stuff just happens for him. Yeah. So I I don't think he should fall out of the rotation. If he does, I would be concerned about <laughs> um, what's going on with <laughs> with everything else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'll, honestly, I think Pat Bev is is somebody who could, who does a lot of that stuff. And I'm actually excited to see the two of them on the floor at the same time. I know people were like, oh, man, I wish we could have gotten Reeves and Caruso, you know, Mm -hmm. as Lakers at the same time. But I feel like this might be as as if we're we're still craving that like this could be could be as close as we're going to get. So, yeah, I do have some some faith in the like little things ability of of the four man lineups that include LeBron, AD, Pat Bev and Austin. Um. So I get. I think that's probably the thing I'm the highest on, on the yeah. whole team. To be completely honest. Yeah, and I guess that was like my next thing is because I guess the kind of whole elephant in the room every single time any question that's asked, right, is uh, obviously we spent the whole summer everyone on Silver Screen Road talking about Russell Westbrook, and most <laughs> people thought he would be gone, right? And he's not. He's on the team. Uh, and the question has become like, does he start? Does he not start? I think Russell Westbrook is going to start at least game one, right? Like there's, there's no yeah. way that Russell Westbrook, you know, is going to come off the bench day one. Uh, but it's interesting. Look at the fit. And I think you're right. Austin's a player. I think that, you know, he improves the talent around him, right? You want him uh, next to high level talent. You made the Caruso comp there. That's uh, similar to Caruso, right? Like you kind of want Austin playing with your better players. He kind of knows how to play with stars and, I think Patrick Beverly kind of fits that mold as well. I think those two would be a fun, like if there's no, no, you know, politics and things involved, I think like a, like a Patrick Beverly Reeves, LeBron AD and like Thomas Bryant, that'd be like a really fun starting lineup. LeBron again, will probably take all the point guard duties in that lineup, but uh, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm, I'm wondering, would you kind of start him over Russ eventually if like the season goes, I guess like, is that somewhere you think the season could go where like Reeves eventually is the starter? I honestly think, man, like obviously this not this is not 2K, right? Like where if you put Russ on the bench, you don't get all of Russ's attributes coming off the bench, right? You're not gonna get the you're not gonna get the buy-in, you're not gonna get uh, all of that. But I think that could be like the best version of this team, if, if that's possible. Um, where like if you have Reeves and Patrick Beverly, kind of similar to the 2020 mold, right? Um, bunch of guards that Patrick, I think Patrick Beverly is better than Avery Bradley and kind of like Avery Bradley started like 65 games, I think that season. Uh, so like, yeah, have- I think Patrick, if you look at the, just to that point specifically, if yeah. you look at some of the advanced stats, 
like there were few guards that were worse than Avery Bradley last year. He yeah. was one of the like in terms of like LeBron, like the impact metric, like was truly one of the worst uh, offensive guards and was like below average defensively. So he's just a bad player. Incredibly, <laughs> right. Pat Bev is like is like a top twenty guy in terms of impact in a lot of those For metric sure. stuff. And so I think I think he could be, you know. He's a winning player. I think that's I think that's really in play for them. But um, yeah, specifically to uh, the Westbrook idea, I think um, I think I hope at least that he just has a shorter leash this year. Um, yeah. Like I remember being at a game last year where Westbrook took the like maybe grabbed a rebound or got an outlet pass, but was the first player to touch the ball offensively, brought it down, mm-hmm. pulled up from the elbow, and clanked it, and like immediately. <laughs> Phil Handy stood up and threw his arms in the air in disgust. Like, <laughs> right. like an actual assistant coach for the team was furious at the starting point guard for the and like nothing happened. You know, I think maybe he yeah. got pulled out of the game, but he came back. So, uh-huh. like, that's the kind of you can't just like forfeit possessions like that and mm-hmm. be a really really good basketball team at any level. Right. And I I hope that Ham has, you know has communicated that. I mean, he's communicated very publicly. So I hope that he, mm-hmm. he sticks to that and is able to either get Westbrook playing within the bounds of what he wants the Lakers to be doing, or is just not playing. So yeah, I do think it's totally possible. Austin ascends into the starting lineup. I just, I wouldn't necessarily bank on Westbrook, even if he remains a Laker for long if he doesn't play like a different player basically than the one we saw last year yeah no I I agree with that and uh again Austin just fits I think next to stars and it's the Caruso thing all over again uh I really hope it's not like there's not a Rondo on this roster if you remember from 2020 it was uh kind of screaming at uh Frank Vogel why aren't you playing you know Caruso more and you play him in these like really short stints and Caruso have this like crazy plus minus uh plus plus minus stats um all across all across the year so yeah, i'm hope you know I'm, I'm hoping for a much better year and ham has kind of said you know he's going to keep him accountable we'll see what that i guess looks like and uh the great thing is you have a bunch of guards who like obviously russ will be you know given the starting job i think to start but you have a bunch of guards kind of in the same position all fighting kind of four minutes um and that's a good and bad thing when you have a team full of guards uh you can sit russ you know you can play dennis schroeder who i think uh actually had a better year for us than people remember <laughs> that because of the playoffs uh, and the flame out against the Suns. Um, I think he was a lot better than people remember. So, um, and I'm hoping just for health, it's crazy to me that Austin, LeBron and AD only got 13 games together. Uh, I think that's kind of crazy to look at when you look back at last season as really the only positive, right? I mean, if you look at the roster that flips again, the reason I want to do this whole thing on Austin is because like, honestly, I thought Stanley Johnson was a big part of this year. And obviously he went with THT in that deal um, Stanley Johnson, who we gave a lot of minutes to as well. So uh, Austin, one of the few guys that uh, we have to rebuild around again, right? And you talked about, again, I said you wrote about Lonnie Walker. Maybe he's in that as well. Haven't talked about him yet. Kendrick Nunn. And Austin Reeves is undersized, but I think he's a good defender. Um, so I hope that this year kind of goes a little better than than last with uh, with Austin. And hopefully, you know, Ham kind of sees that too. Yeah, I'm not sure where the Lakers finished in 2020-21, um, mm. but they did have the best defense in the NBA for most yeah. of the season. Um, and I think Schroeder was a big part of that. Um, they had, you know, really elite rim protection for most of the year because AD played mm-hmm. 
I think like something like 60 games until he missed a bunch of the a yeah. bunch at the end there and then the groin thing in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, they had a really strong set of rim protectors. And so Schroeder was able to get up and really pressure the ball. I think he has really good balance. I think he's pretty quick with his first step. Yeah. Um, or at least he was two mm-hmm. seasons ago. I guess we'll see. He's got a really long wingspan. Like he was, he was a pest. He was, you know, Dennis the menace, right? He, yeah. He got up in, in ball handlers faces and was able to make them uncomfortable. And I think that works if you can then, you know, steer them somewhere, you know, and there's something <laughs> to then deter them from just getting layups once you steer them somewhere. But like, I don't see why that can't work again. Um, assuming, you know, the guys around him are, are healthy enough to make a difference, but like, yeah, I liked him as a defender. I don't think he's a good spot up shooter. No, I don't think he's yeah. a, especially creative passer, but like, these are not things that I care I mean, they matter, but they're not like the most important thing when you're playing next to LeBron and Anthony Davis. So, yeah, I like Schroeder. I like, I think he's, especially at the minimum, probably a steal. Right. Yeah. It's crazy to me that like he wasn't signed at all. And I think those are more for issues on terms of a misunderstanding of his role or, you know, I think mm. he wants to be a star and stuff like that. But yeah, I always look back to that team. Like that team was number one in defense, like you talked about LeBron and AD. Cooper, if you had to guess, how many games do you think those two played together that season? The 2020-2021 season where we finished number one in defense, played the Suns in the first round, et cetera. Started 21-6, and six, by the way, uh, that year. What, how would you uh, guess? How, mm-hmm. I would say probably 45 or 50. They played 27 games together that season. Cooper. What? <laughs> yeah. So wow. if you combine the last two seasons, actually, so LeBron and AD have only played what? So they played 27 uh, the season before, and then they played 22 last year. So 49 games in the last two seasons, actually. So we haven't got much of the duo on the court. One comes back, one gets hurt, right? AD got hurt against Utah, um, I believe, last year. I think right when LeBron was kind of uh, kicking it into gear. Uh, so we haven't really got those two together and I guess that's what the Lakers are kind of banking on uh with uh with Russell Westbrook on the on the team now and hoping that you know more than uh 22 games or 20, 21 or 22 one of those two numbers um can play those two were a negative net rating together which is crazy um last thing I guess for you so I've I've been on this crazy I've been looking at the opening schedule and I feel like I'm the only one freaking out about it because I think I haven't heard anyone else really discuss this have you looked at our our start who were the the first few games have you looked at our schedule it's, i i haven't looked at it in a little bit but if i remember correctly it's there's a chance it could be like one and six it's, yeah, so it's pretty rough so here's the schedule for you all right so here's the schedule um we open with the warriors uh in golden yeah. state uh i mean potentially you know championship teams are bad on ring night i wouldn't take I, I think the Warriors are going to be okay. Uh, but so after I'll that, I'll tell you game, this if uh-huh. LeBron and AD both go for 30 and they lose again, oh, uh, man. Uh, it's uh, there's just no way people around the team are going to feel good that night or the next week or the week after. I, I that could be a real death knell on opening <laughs> night, but yeah, that, that was tough. So opening night, Warriors. Then the next game is the Clippers. So that's the Clippers, I believe, home yeah. opener. Yeah. So okay. after. <laughs> So after that is a home game against Portland, who, I mean, that's supposed to be your win, I guess. But, um, you know, Portland is is still Dame Cooks at Crypto Staples, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I believe after that is uh, Denver. 
Uh, I believe that one's on the road. Then we play Minnesota, who, you know, they think they're going to be good this year. Um, and then it's Denver again. So, like, that's a really, really rough start. And I guess my question to you is, that is like, five games? Yes, I believe that. No, that's, that's six five. games. That, that's I believe that's, that's six. That's six, yeah. So, I believe that's Denver. Yeah, Denver twice, uh, Minnesota. Denver twice. Portland, Golden State. And, and the Clippers. Oh, and Clippers, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. My question is, like, when's – because, first of all, I think preseason is very important. I think we need to win this. Agreed. You know, we need to beat the Kings on next uh, next Tuesday um, and try to get wins, rack up wins and rack up, you know, some kind of belief in the team. Uh, but I guess yeah. where's your line there? Because we've obviously spent this whole pod talking about Austin Reeves, whether he should start. We both believe Russell Westbrook is going to start to start the season. I don't think he's going to be off the bench game one. I guess where's your line there? What's the – if we like, if we're one in five, but the team was competitive, like, is that, is that okay? Is that, uh, are we keeping the same line? What's your lineup? I guess, what's your, like, if you're Darvin Ham, when are you, I guess, uh, pulling the plug on the lineup, maybe starting Austin Reeves, starting Dennis Schroeder, um, or is preseason, yeah. preseason, maybe you're going to look at that. I, I think preseason does matter. Um, Me too. I mean, the way they were so uncompetitive in preseason, I actually don't care if they win, but I do care if they like win the real minutes, you know, when you're watching game, you're like, Oh, is this a real lineup or is this just yeah. not set lineup? You know? So uh, it's kind of like NFL preseason where they like play a half, you know, and you yeah. see a final score that might have nothing to do with the, the real football that was played. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do think the preseason matters for the Lakers. I don't think they're going to like, you know, pull like a like a Mike Brown or do what they did to him and like fire him after five games if they're one and four. I hope um, not. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. I could you imagine that be after this summer of hyping him up as like the next great coach? There's just no way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I I think I think if you were gonna set a line, I would set it at one or one and a half through six oh, games. Wow. You know, like those are those are five top teams yeah and, and or four and and portland um and they're gonna be underdogs in every single one of those games potentially mm-hmm. um i think it also matters on like what you're getting out of lebron and ad through those games like if lebron sure. and ad are going nuts and they're losing that's a huge problem but if Definitely. like ad and lebron aren't really going yet and they're close like that might actually be fine so yeah, if you like, that was the thing about opening night last year was LeBron and AD both went absolutely nuts and they still lost. Yeah. Um, and so that was like, oh, yeah, there's not a team here. But, you know, if LeBron and AD aren't clicking and they are still competitive and they look like a basketball team, um, there might be something to work with. So, yeah, but like you said, preseason is definitely going to gonna be a, a big sign for what we're going to see in the coming weeks, I think. Honestly, don't know what's worse. You gave the like scenario we're losing and LeBron and AD aren't playing well. I'm not really sure like what's worse or LeBron and AD are playing super great and we're losing as well. So I'm not really sure. Well, I would definitely, I would definitely be more comfortable with the LeBron and AD are playing well and they're losing by okay. a little bit and it's close because like I would expect them to turn it around. You know, like oh, it's early season or whatever. Like LeBron had a little bit of that too last year. Where he was like, there was that, sure. um, um. There was that article from uh, Ollinger uh, where he was like, LeBron can't get to the rim anymore. And LeBron <laughs> proceeded to lead the NBA in scoring, except for uh, qual- not qualifying at the end. But, like, I I think a slow start's possible for those guys. Mm-hmm. But, like, the infrastructure. I'd be, I'm more concerned about the infrastructure 
than LeBron and Anthony Davis's ability to like play well in basketball games. Yeah, it's strange because like LeBron's the one going into year 20. It's crazy when you say it out loud, going into year 20. And we're saying savings cap space for your 21, which is just blows my mind. But uh, yeah, it's weird that AD is the one that I worry about a little bit more. You know, AD has talked about he wants to play every game. And, you know, I think even the games he played last year, I think there were places where, you know, he's talked about he didn't play at his level. So, um, you know, hopefully those two, you know, are going to have to have a monster year. You look at the West and it's just a absolute gauntlet. You can name 10 teams and, uh, you know, obviously only um, eight of them are going to are going to get in. So. This team, to me, and finally, like this team is, you know, going to be fragile. They're a new team, right? So you'd like them to rack up at least a few wins, even if it's just uh, preseason. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you that because it's a tough schedule, tough gauntlet. You know, I know people have, are probably looking at the mo- more dark side. They think this is going to go really wrong, and we don't have to find. We don't have to wait long to find out. Is I guess my yeah. <laughs> my final my yeah. final thing, yeah. <laughs> right? Like uh, even maybe preseason will tell us some. Um, but I just hope, you know, there's a little bit more sense of urgency there. Uh, I don't know. Were you at the preseason, first preseason game last year? The, the one where no. they played Brooklyn? Okay. No, I wasn't at the, at any preseason games last okay. year. Um, yeah. Do you, off the top of your head, do you know what Anthony Davis shot from three last year? He was like 17 point something percent. Yeah. I or... think it was 18 something. Okay. Yeah. But like. He shot like high thirties in the bubble. Like I just right. think like, and he's t- he's talking about he had a wrist problem last year, and that's over with. And and there was that little shooting competition video where they all looked pretty solid. I yeah, think LeBron was the first out, which is not what you would expect from that group. <laughs> but like, that makes a big difference. Uh, his his inability to like make any jumpers, I think, kind of took him out of games and and forced him into places he wasn't necessarily as comfortable going to. It made it harder for him to get to the rim. He's still a league leader at rim rim scoring, but yeah, yeah, I, that's that's a big thing for them. Like eighteen percent is completely untenable. It's worse than Giannis. It's worse. It's like the it's the worst three point shooter in NBA history. If that's if that's what you, where you're living, so um, absolutely. definitely need to see. Yeah, yeah, and like the gap between eighteen and like thirty, that's a huge gap. Like that's a different player. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. a t- you can't be yeah. a top ten player and be absolutely ineffective um, from outside at all. Giannis, I think he's at thirty-four. That's like fine. That's yeah, fine. 100%. You're just making you're making a couple, and even in an individual game, that's like a three-four point swing, right? Like hundred percent. That could be a win and a loss. So hundred percent. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. you know. Hopefully, we get more from them. You know. Hopefully, Austin makes the year two jump uh, that that we're all uh, predicting that we kind of hope THT would make. I think you know THT situation was a little bit a little bit rougher. I mean, last year was just terrible for everyone and. I think, you know, putting him, hopefully he gets better in a new situation. Uh, Cooper, I really appreciate you joining me. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Anything uh, anything else you've kind of seen, had on on anything we've talked about? No, I, I, I'm excited to see it. I think they've got some some real NBA players on their team, which was like, yeah, honestly, not the case last year. Um, <laughs> right. So they can roll out some some actual units that have, people on them that are supposed to be out there and LeBron AD, you know, have, have superpowers in this league. So <laughs> I'm excited to see it. I think it could be, you know, if, obviously if they're healthy, could be fun, could be, could be some real basketball. And that would be um, a nice departure from what we saw last year. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. We don't have much uh, time to wait. I think it's like, what, six days away. We get our first, first game here and yeah. you know, hopefully they can, <laughs> hopefully they can start off with the win. 
Uh, thank you for joining me again, Cooper. I appreciate it. I uh, hope to have thanks you on. Thanks for again. having me on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the uh, Silver Screen and Roll podcast network. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.